Legion, and welcome to the Cyclone. This is Jay, just bringing you all in. We got a great show happening today. And by the way, Al is here with me, and... Yeah, we got to cover a lot of the NBA. Hey, where's Dev? I guess he's going to be a little late today. Anyway, hey Al, let you and me go ahead and cover what's been going on in the Western Conference, you know, between the Warriors and the Utah Jazz. We all knew damn well that the Jazz wasn't going to go anywhere. It was a bloodbath, much like what happened with the Cavs in Toronto. It I, is what it that's is. That's why I'm so glad Toronto won. Like, I was like, oh, man, wait, better wait, 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 than you wait. guys and me. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't have faith in your team to make the win? What is wrong with you? you no, guys... we would have went the six, but the Cavs would have won. Oh, come on, Al. You got to be a little bit more... We had a star player out for the year. Oh, come on. Dude. Is that your only excuse? Dude, are you really going to play this game? Yes, I'm going to win. Oh, my God. Dev would yell at you, too. (laughs) I I, I know he would. And you see the beautiful part about it is, I hope he does. Go back to this jazz thing. I know they weren't going to win, but they held their own. They went the distance. They got swept, yes, but they fought. And needless to say, the Clippers weren't going to do anything. You know what the scariest thing is? I agree with you. They actually had some really good games. Yes. And you see, the thing about it is, were they going to win? No. But the thing is, they played. And that's cool. It's like Bad News Bears. Yeah, it wasn't like the Raptors or anything. Now, you see, that that right there, that's a wash. Don't even worry about it. I know. I'm just like, better them than us. You know, we're we're just like, um, yeah, uh... Damn, uh, yeah, Boston, Washington. Now, we're, th- let's see what's going on over there. I am loving this series so much. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's where the real game is. You watch. You know, we might end up with Warriors and Cavs again. But you see, it could have been different, though, had you had faith in your team and had the Bucks probably win. Who knows? They probably could have beaten the Cavs to a standstill. Could have actually been playing in the finals. We have you, a guy who averaged 20 points a game. You have Giannis, who is a freaking animal. But, but the thing is, you weren't thinking about that, Al. You were thinking that LeBron was going to come in and sweep y'all, and he wasn't going to do it, Al. He ain't going to do it now, anyway. No. No. Giannis wasn't going to sweep us. I, I stand by this. We would have went to game six. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you see what your problem did is. I, did I think we could overcome the, the Cavs? Yeah, yeah, you did. I know you did. You said, yeah, we were going to win. I never said we were going to beat the well, Cavs. Well, you know what was really funny? I said that shit. But then again, it's not my team in the It's balance. a very young team. Like, we well, have you, like know what? A... you do have a young team, Al. I am proud of that. Them and the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves need to get better, though. Oh, the Timberwolves are going to get better, Al. I mean, I actually really like this team. And if they really build for the next couple of years, they could be a scary team in the West. Yes, and you know what? I had a scary team, too, like what I just said earlier. And the Sixers, um, you guys just need guards. That's all you're missing, or forwards. Um, and, and you know what? We're going to get them, Al. I, I still think... Matter of fact, lottery night's coming up soon. I'm still mad about that trade. I, I literally thought you guys were building a future, and then you trade Knowles. That it, it, pissed me off to yeah, no end. See, see how things kind of went wrong? Now, I look, was, 
I was literally pissed off about that shit. I, I want shoot. to see the Bucks uh, in the Sixers series again. And you know that can I happen want too. To Once this. we get two K eighteen, in the end, we all know what comes in the balance is going to be through that Boston Washington game. I would say Washington. No. What's that? What, what, what? No, Alan. I'm still picking Boston because Washington sucks on the road. Oh no, they don't, Al. They win it. I don't know. I, I, I'm They're very winning, mi- Alan. I'm very mixed on this series right now. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm like I'm being perfectly honest. I don't know who's gonna win this series. Well, I'm being perfectly honest. They're winning because because the Celtics what like won by like what ten points each game. And the Warriors won by, like, over 25 each game. I don't know. I'm literally confused. I have not gone through my statistics yet. I don't know. Let me see those statistics. <laughs> That's what I think about your damn statistics. They winning! You actually think Wizards are going to win this one? I actually think that it is going to happen, yeah. Dead has entered the cycle. I'm badly in the Boston Celtics. What about the Boston Celtics? Uh, Al- I thought he said paperback Boston Celtics. Like, did they write a paperback book on the Boston Celtics? I think they did. Years of Glory, know. I think. Oh, God. Yeah, from, what, 1960? <laughs> yeah, probably. A coffee table book. Uh, oh, no, um, it's heavy back then. You're just having some technical issues. Uh, yeah, I could hear, because I was like, things are going in and out. I don't know. That was hilarious. Paperback Boston Celtics. You know I'm using that, right? <laughs> that was great. All right, I did, but all right, here's my thing. It's no different than when people are like, the Eastern Conference is weak. But if you take out San Antonio, Golden State, they're not. They're they're just not as good as the uh, West Western Conference and Eastern Conference are pretty much the same. Yeah. Okay, let's be honest. Did anybody expect the Memphis Grizzlies to win? No. 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 Okay. Here's my thing about the Western Conference and the in the Memphis Grizzlies. I love the Memphis Grizzlies playing style. It's really old school playing style, but they have the type of like personnel to do it. They're slow it down, grind it out, throw it to the post, and Mike Conley is as underrated as John Wall. Like they're really good players, but they're not really talked about almost ever. Where John Wall is close to a superstar. And Mike Conley's a star that's never really talked about because he is like he is the quintessential point guard. So he's pretty much Sean Stockton. Yeah, pretty much. He's the John Stockton of, of this era. Or, or or Mark Price. Mark Price. I'd say Mark Price. Uh, nah, I'd say more John Stockton. He just doesn't have a consistent car Malone. Yeah, true. So a Mark Price. <laughs> Okay. Because we'll other than Mark Price during that ca- um um with that Cavs team, like who did they have? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I'll give you that one. But no, like um, I'm loving this Wizards Celtics series. I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Okay. I have I have uh, that series cool, but I have a problem with the uh what is it Houston San Antonio. It's not a competitive. There's no competitive games. This series is close. There's no competitive games because it's either one team's blowing out the other one like by a huge amount, and it just depends on what given day. Well, that's the, going, Celt- the thing is with the Celtics. That's the same thing going because the Celtics blow out the Wizards twice, and the Wizards blow out the Celtics twice. 
Yeah, I want a competitive series. Not, I want competitive games within a competitive series. I just don't want a competitive series that it looks nice on paper. They're 2-2, two to two, but the games were terrible. You know what's I crazy? I want the Spurs to lose. And is that because I hate the Spurs? But do you honestly no, think the Spurs I, without I, Tony Parker is going to win? Yes. What? Yeah. I, I really, I really feel like the Spurs can win. No, I'm saying, do you think they can beat the Warriors without Tony Parker? Mm, no. Yeah. They can beat Houston, though. No, I, I Houston would be the best chance. I'm not giving them the Warriors because they don't have the manpower to do it. Because if you if you look at it, all right, let's say Kawhi actually stops Kevin Durant, right? Holds him under 25 points. You still got to worry about Steph Curry, who Patty Mills is a liability on defense. Then you got to worry about Draymond, who honestly, outside of what, Pau Gasol and Marcus Aubridge, who do they really have? And those aren't really good defenders to begin with. So matchup-wise, that's a terrible matchup for them. Like, it's it's a terrible matchup. For Houston, it's a better matchup. They match up better with Golden State. They're just like... Golden State is 1A in that type of style. And then as far as the Western Conference is, Houston's like 1B. Like they're just a step below them with lesser talent. Same type of style. Running gun, not a whole no. lot of defense, just enough to stay in the game. But I don't, I don't, I, I honestly be, I'll be honest with you. Nanny is uh, the perfect defensive complement for the Rockets, something that the Warriors have no answer for. True, but if his offensive game is there, he causes problems. But the Houston's not going to be able to score enough bunches and make enough stops in order to keep it like super, super. It's close. the craziest thing. If all, if any team should have signed Brandon Jennings, it actually should have been the Rockets. Because you have James Harden on the floor, you have Brandon Jennings on the floor. And if Jennings is on and Harden is on, that's going to be impossible to stop. And the craziest thing is, did you know that Brandon Jennings is younger than Isaiah Thomas? That blew my mind. Yeah, really? Because yeah. Isaiah Thomas came in the league later. Yeah, so did Jennings. That's the craziest thing. It's so weird. Wow, I had no idea. There's not much to talk about the NFL this week. There's not a whole lot going on. Well, they um, did honestly, do the Aaron Hernandez thing where allegedly yeah. he's oh, not guilty of those crimes anymore. It's amazing what happens after you commit suicide in jail. Right? What a and you were serving a life sentence. Now you're not guilty of the crimes you committed. <laughs> well, no, I know why. I, there's a theory reason why he did so that way the Patriots had to give his family money. Well, you know how the um, NFL conspiracies are. They're not any better than the NBA conspiracy. No, the NFL is a lot more brutal. Are you kidding me? Okay, just to kind of flip topics, I feel like the NFL contracts are more team-friendly than the NBA's on this account. Guys like Jay Cutler get released. Released! Mind you, pro bowler... Franchise quarterback, franchise parts away, they release a guy. NBA, they got to trade a guy like that. They're not cutting a guy like that. You cut a guy like that, it's like almost obscene inside the NBA. In the NFL, guys like Adrian Peterson, Jay Cutler can get cut after they're like considered washed or over the hill or not good enough. Like guys like Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson got cut in his prime. So I'm like, the teams have way too much power in the NFL. And the players in the NFL are treated like second-class citizens. I make a case that the MLB is a lot worse. <laughs> well, the okay, here's my thing with the MLB. And mind you, I like baseball. I don't watch a whole lot of it. But I pay attention here and there. The MLB is a lot harder to make it, especially when you have all 
you gotta have you know you have the triple A inside the minors and it's hard to make it to the major league. And MLB teams are not afraid to cut you. Like it's a lot harder to make it in the majors in than it is in the NFL or the NBA. You only have so many minor league options. I think you get like three, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's only three options, but in the NBA, you have two options. If you don't make it to the actual league, you have either make a teacher salary playing in the D league, or you go overseas making a lot of money in hopes to go get inside of a training camp the next summer and you know play for a summer league team maybe and you know take up a roster spot and try to make it that way. Now, you know, technically this episode was about us looking towards the future, kind of like where we picked up from last time. I actually took the time to take a look at some XFL stuff, and, uh, damn, that thing really was a failure. God, you remember the XFL, Al? Watched XFL. Well, actually, the XFL really didn't have any, it really didn't have any games. I mean, it had more of, you know how wrestling does the backstage commentary? That's pretty much what the XFL was. Oh, my God. Do you remember the cheerleader thing? Yeah, like, you know... They that, tried to sell that. <laughs> yeah, see, the XFL was a failure on so many levels. So was but N- you know what? So was NFL huh? Europe. So was NFL yeah. Europe. But, you know, they want to try that again. They want to do that expansion series and stuff. They want to try again. But it's, yeah. it's, it's more of expanding a team out there. It's not like what they were doing before where guys would, in the summer, go play NFL Europe and then try to make a squad. It's the weirdest thing. The NFL's most profitable business from the MLB and the NBA, but the NBA has a deal league. The MLB has a, the minors. Yeah, they Why have like, right? don't they have like AAA, AA, stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, no problem. They don't do this. Why? Well, they have practice squads, I think. I think that's kind of their version of D-League or, you know, the minor league. But, but they should have their own league. They had it. I think when Roger Goodell came into power, he did away with NFL Europe. And I actually did appreciate watching NFL Europe because at the time I was like a huge football junkie. And I was I, like, oh, great, football during the summer. You know weird? Mm-hmm. I actually love the UFL. Like, it's embarrassing, but I actually like the UFL. Uh, it I happened mean, for like three years. Yeah, it was very. It had a very short It was not that long. Remember, it was like Whoa. Brooks Bollinger was the MVP, and he led them to the championship. I think he lost. J.P. Lossman won, I believe. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, J.P. Lossman. That's taking it back. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I hate J.P. Lossman, because we got rid of Drew Bledsoe for J.P. Lossman, and I will never forget that in Buffalo. Okay, let's, let, let's play this scenario. So let's say NFL Europe comes back, right? Do you right. think... Any guy could play in NFL Europe and actually make an impact on an actual team. Yes. An actual NFL roster. Possibly, yes. yeah. Possibly. Kellen yeah. Moore. Kellen Moore and make a really good, strong debate about. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, if they bring back NFL Europe, how many teams does each NFL team get an NFL Europe team? And they kind of do it like the D-League where you own that team and you could send players down to kind of learn and, you know, send guys up in case injuries and you know etc etc stuff like that or is the nfl roster too deep with a 54 man roster to back do that? in back in 2008 i make a case for justin harrell make a case for a lot of players yeah do you think every nfl team should have an nfl europe team and they kind of yes. do it like how the nba does it like if guys get injured yeah. you kind of send guys up it's a 54 man roster no 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 here's the thing yeah you know what? Whatever that ninety thing, 
you know, the 90 roster or whatever they have. Yeah. And if they don't make it, they can be on the D League. And then if something happens, it can be brought up. And not only that, that they sense. also play for good money. And you can send your draft picks there, too. Like, if you have draft picks from the development. Yeah, like that seventh-round mm-hmm. draft pick. I don't know if he's going to be good or not. Because some did the league to develop his skills. Like, you never know. Like, look at Jeff Saturday. Remember, he was a seventh-round pick. And look at what he oh, became. Yeah. Very nope. true. That's a, that's so, actually something I would like to see. Yeah, it's not like the NFL doesn't have the money for it. I know the perfect quarterback that was the perfect example of this. Matt Moore. Okay. Matt Moore. Remember, he was an undrafted quarterback. From, right. Remember, he started the Cowboys. He, became, he went to the Carolina Panthers. And he was going to be the starter. But he wasn't good enough to be the starter yet because he really had nothing to play with. Can you imagine if he had two years during that time? To develop his skills. Oh, he would have been a How beast. How good he would have been. Yeah, he, he would have been good, but he was more of an NFL journeyman, which we don't have too many of those anymore who kind of bounce around from team to team and find some success somewhere. Or better yet, and uh, what was that? Like, where did Doug Flutie come from? The CFL? Uh, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. Yes, NFL needs expansion. So, so pretty much what we're saying is, is that immigration works. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, immigration, MLB is all about it. They know how to You're uh, right. grab hit players. They oh know when there's talent. Like, man. They, they do. They will go across the water to get that talent and have oh, the yeah. money to do it. And it works, for real. There are amazing players out there. Just because NFL's an American-only sport, like, you should have a D-League. You should. Well, yeah, you have a league, you know, a league to develop your players, your draft picks that you don't, you're not 100% sold on. And yes. honestly, I feel like if you say you draft like a Mitch Trubisky, which we uh, despise, you can send him in NFL Europe and let him develop a little bit, so he's not as big as a bust as you think that he is going to be. I'm just saying though, like, why not? Why not let that seventh round pick learn in the D leagues? Who knows? Maybe we could like call him up and see like he could bring in for like competition. So like a farming system, you have the same yes. offense, same everything. Yeah. So the, yeah, because a lot of teams do that in the NBA now with it, like the Spurs. And why not? And not only that, it's profitable for one of the cities that you're representing. You have more time in the spring for these kids to develop and see what they have. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to look for younger talent. Like, oh, we have this guy on our uh, D-League team or, you know, our minor league team. Call him up. Let's see if he can, you know, run. And then it's not a huge transition. He doesn't have to learn a new offense. He doesn't have to learn a new position. He just does what he does on a bigger stage. And better yet, why, why not, like, have every team should have a minor league system and that head coach has a decision to like uh, have the head coach of that D league system and see who responds best to the offense. If that head coach thinks there's something with this player, he can bring him up. In my opinion, it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. And you know, and then now you don't have to like you're not shooting in the dark with a lot of these draft picks and hoping that this guy pans out. Because you know what I'm saying, if he's not, if he's a develop, you can take more developmental projects now. That gives you more exactly. freedom to take more, more developmental projects that don't have to pan out now that can pan out down the line. But you also have to be at the secure your job at the same time because you know right. there's also a short lease in the NFL with these head coaches now. Like yeah, to be honest, the XFL was the perfect type of system that worked. Remember, he hasn't seen this, but if you saw the end product like I did, you know that system was all sorts of messed up in the end result. And the scariest part is Vince McMahon actually wants to try the XFL again. But if they create it and use it with Al's technique, it might actually be worth something. But anyway, 
back to the boys. If the XFL would have continued, that could have been a great developmental system for the NFL. Same with the UFL. Like, yeah, but I think a lot of a lot of teams feel like, oh, we're a practice squad, get it done. But like a lot of guys bounce around from practice squad to well, practice you're not squad. Making ten like, million, you're not making $10 million a year, obviously, but you're making like at least a substantial amount of money yeah, to prove like, yourself yeah, to like, make um, it to that players, place. The league players make like 25000 dude. You know what? That just goes to show the money will be used a lot better than it already is. Yeah, it's it's actually good and it's beneficial for the league and the game is always changing, you know. I mean, just think sure. about this. Um, what was that? Scooter Jeanette started in, in the uh, the minor leagues and he became actually a really great player for the Brewers for years. Right. Yeah, and there's been some D league success stories in the NBA where guys are like now rotation players and you know they're doing pretty good. You know, you, like mm-hmm. the Jeremy Lin's of the world, and you know. Gary Payton, the third. Yep, second. Doing yeah. doing very yeah. good for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, exactly. He has a roster spot. Well, actually, in the actually, Bucks. it's Gary Payton, the second now. Yeah. Well, I'm swinging at his kid. <laughs> <laughs> the next generation, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Gary Payton actually flat out said he he need, wants his son to play in the D League. Well, yeah, that makes Yo, sense. Yeah, I remember that. Of course, then you have some of them people that complain about things that break the league, and then you can. Comp- of course, then you have some of them people that do complain about like how there are loser games sometimes, or there are times where you see like teams that are not going to win against these uh, almighty powerful teams. You know, teams that AKA break the league or something like that. You know, kind of like how everybody really went against the Jazz in some point. They were like, "Oh, the Jazz ain't going to win nothing." Like I said earlier in the show, you know. But the thing is, it's like it was the Rocky principle. At the end of the day, you kind of want to see somebody that actually goes the distance. Sometimes you don't even care about winning, you know? It would be something to tire them out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, some of you all know that I want Washington to win so that it can go ahead and be the upset team to try to derail LeBron a little bit. Because, face it, LeBron is the dominant guy now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of y'all hate hearing that, and a lot of y'all don't like me to say that. But the truth is, the man can ball, and he can lead his team to victory. After all, you've seen what happened with the Toronto games. But let's be real about this, though. The Jazz held their own, and hopefully if Washington actually pulls a win, or even if the Celtics do win, that they will give that team a run for its money so it wouldn't be an all-out fallout. You want to see a big battle happen. At least that's what I want to see. But what do you say, Al? It, 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 I feel so bad for the Jazz because they're a star away from being a really good team. Well, they are and, a good team. It's just they're not going to make finals, you know? Well, well, it doesn't help that the Warriors literally broke the league. Um, yeah. they, they literally did. I mean, it's no different than the Bulls from the 90s. I know, and everybody complains, but it's weird. You know what? Yeah, you know what? The Bulls did it, too. Honestly, I don't like Michael Jordan. I never well, did. Well, you see, it wasn't even just Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Horace Pippen, Grant, Dennis Rodman. Uh, Dennis, Steve well, Dennis Kerr. came a little. Dennis came a little later, but you Steve know, it Kerr. Was, yeah, Steve Kerr was there. Tony Kukoc. Those guys had a dynamite team, and they had to break them up because nobody else was winning. I know, and they're trying to do that again because oh, that caused excitement in the nineties. No, it actually hurt the NBA in the nineties. I mean, you it was. Know, when you, when yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was excitement about it, but at the same time, though, like, you broke the league. Like, 
It's like, why would I watch? The Bulls are going to win. Kind of like how the Yankees kind of hurt baseball when they were winning every World Series. When they, yep, when they were going to the World Series every time. Which is why at the upteenth, you would hope that after whatever the outcome is on this finals thing, whether it's a, a you know, Cavs and a Warriors game, you're hoping that they do break them up and stuff like that. Because, you know, some of these pro athletes are feeling as though there's no competition for them. Like, there's an article out there that said allegedly LeBron feels as though that he has nothing else to prove in the NBA anymore. And, you know, this is why you need an upset team to kind of change that balance. Believe me, there's a method to my madness on this. I'm not saying it because he's popular. I'm just saying if he feels as though he doesn't have a challenge, then there needs to be a challenge brought before him. And we can't just always depend on it from the Western Conference. And that's the problem. But this time, though, but this time though, like, it's different with, like, what they're doing with uh, the NBA this time. Because these are legit at, like, like, could you imagine if Tom Brady played with Randy? Oh, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm glad you caught yourself there. Because <laughs> that did happen. And well. And 16-0. Uh, yeah. Well, no. What was it? Eighteen and one. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! I am so glad the Giants. By the way, when they when the Giants won, that was probably the coolest thing ever. When the Giants won, I, everybody I, was a Giants fan that night. Put it that way. Oh my God! Even you know, if you, had, even if you didn't give a damn throughout the whole season, there was this girl that wanted to go out with me, and I said I would go. I I wasn't interested, in her, and I said I would go out with you if. The Patriots win. So, aka, if they won, I'm gonna be. I have to go on this really bad day. But if the Giants win, you never heard me scream so loud when. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, rewind. I heard what? That. you what? put your livelihood on the line as you going out and having a terrible time with this girl in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they determine the Super Bowl outcome. Yes. Okay. Fair <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very brave man, isn't he? And I was getting texts. And I was getting texts going, Ah, it looks like the date's happening. All of a sudden you see a text, S-H-I-T. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, man. See, that that's hot. Oh, yeah. she, had, she, had to be, yeah. she had to be, like, upset with her life. Like, no! Why, Eli? <laughs> why? I wonder if she burns photos of Eli Manning now. <laughs> she probably does, but you know what, though? Let me go ahead and finish this up. Now, as far as the remainder of the NBA playoffs right now, none of my picks are doing as well as it looks. Because, see, the Spurs are leading the Rockets 3-2, to and Boston is leading Washington the same way. So, as of right now, you know, it's still debatable to see what's going on. As of something to finish to tie on the Rockets and Spurs game, that's happening tonight at 8 p.m. as of this recording and as of the Celtics and Wizards that's going to be happening on Friday so hopefully the Wizards can hold their own and manage to pull an upset so they'll go to game seven but as for the Rockets remember that Nene is hurt so it's going to be debatable they're really going to have to pull together see if they'll actually win I think the Spurs might have this but you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to go ahead and change face on that just because one team's winning and one team's not. What I'm going to go ahead and say is, is this, though. You know, at least they had a good fight. And hopefully they can still take that fighting spirit that they have and use it against the Warriors. But you never know. The Warriors are kind of resting right now, so they really don't, you know. It's, it's going to be a tough fight whether you look at it or not. Now, the same thing applies to what's happening over between the Celtics and the Wizards. That might be resolved on Friday if need be. But the thing is, is this... 
Like, I sure hope that the Wizards actually pull upset and they go to Game 7, and that'll be the deciding fact. But at least with the other game I mentioned that's going to happen tonight at 8 between the Spurs and the Rockets, that's going to be about it. You know, we're in for some exciting stuff. And I'd like to thank all of you out there in the J360 Legion for coming in and hanging out with all three of us today to see exactly what's happening. We're sorry that the episode was a little late, but it needed some fine-tuning, not to mention some additional news. So outside of all that, though, do come in next week because we will be ready with another show that we're going to broadcast live if you want to go ahead and talk with us and join in. And we're also going to make sure this next episode is ready by Wednesday at 5 p.m. And on behalf of the Cyclone crew, this is Jay signing off. Peace.